0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Virginia Tech First Generation Students Unscripted. I am Alex Parrish. I am in the Department of Mechanical Engineering at Virginia Tech.
1: I am Dr. Charmaine Troy. I am Program Director for First Generation Student Support.
2: Hello everyone. My name is Jared Logan and I serve as the Assistant Director for Special Populations within New Student and Family Programs here at Virginia Tech.
0: Yeah, we didn't plan that. I just pointed to Jared on the screen and he said his name. So for those of you who have tuned in before, like just being able to um, figure out how to how to record together in a Zoom environment is always a challenge. And I would just like everyone to know that Jared did great on the first <laughs> challenge that we tossed to him.
2: <laughs> I do my best.
0: All right, so uh, we, we, we have Jared as our guest today. Uh, and as he said, he's the Assistant Director for Special Populations on campus. So Jared, um, that seems like a really specific job. So can you tell us like what are special, special populations and what do you assistant direct?
2: In doing so, yeah. Um, so when we say special populations, we're thinking about those students that have specific transitional needs um, based on one or more of their social or personal identities. So how Virginia Tech has defined Special populations really is around our underrepresented and underserved groups. So this include minorities. So think about our students of color, our students that are within the LGBTQ plus community, our veteran students, our transfer students, our international students, and then of course our first generation college students um, as well. Um, So, really, I think it's important to know kind of how I got into this and why I do what I do. So, um, you know, I got into this role and had the opportunity to be in this role um, because I resonate with the experiences of our students and within special populations, as I've had very similar experiences myself. um, When I first started college, Um, I also enjoy um, helping our students and their families find communities at the institution and then also hoping that through the programming that we do in Nuscient family programs that, you know, they feel Comfortable and they feel like their transition went smoothly and well.
0: So, um, something you said in there, I, I think, is um, is cool. You said you help them find families uh, when they come here.
2: So yeah, helping students and their families really find community. Oh. And con- no, yeah, you're fine right. Like find community and connect with the resources that exist here on campus um, for their specific population or their identity that they hold. Um, but also knowing some of the, you know, barriers that they may experience and trying to help them navigate them um, as they're entering into Virginia Tech as students.
0: So what would you say, because it sounds like you've worked with students directly a good bit, what, what would you say is one, of the, is one of the major challenges that you see students encounter that you um, have to help them find their way around?
2: That's a really good question. And and there's lots of layers within it, because it depends on which students I'm working with, right? So, um, for example, when I'm thinking about our transfer students, um, you know, they are coming from another institution, maybe another four-year institution, a two-year institution, and trying to make them feel like coming to Virginia Tech will not be the same as their previous institution. Um, you know, going over those different things of, like, you know, what is a Hokie, like where, what is D2, like how do I find these things and like making them feel like they're a part of the community um, because oftentimes a lot of the programming that we do um, or a lot of programs that you see at other institutions is very first first year focused. So the students that are, are 18, 19 year old students but for our transfer students, they have very different needs and they need to know that there's a community here. They're also coming to find out what is academics, like their first thought is academics Um, and thinking about how they're going to make sure their credits transfer, so that's important. Um, When I think about our first-generation students, you know, working with Dr. Troy, knowing that, you know, some of their, like, common terms can be really difficult. So knowing what it means to come to college, like, what is, what are pathways? Um, You know, what is, um, what are are my exams going to look like? What do I need to know? Um, And setting up resources and working with campus partners to collaborate on different events or programs or initiatives that can go out to our students um, to help them feel like it is smooth for them, but also to make sure that they feel successful during their time here at Virginia Tech from the beginning, as soon as they, you know, have come to orientation or um, joined us, that they feel prepared and successful.
0: Hmm. That's, so I mentioned the transfer experience. Were you gonna say something, Dr. Troy? Sorry.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, Jared, uh, in working with our first-generation students, what are some of the things that you see during their transition process that makes you happy and and proud and make you really enjoy the work that you're doing?
2: Yeah, and sometimes it's it's really small, honestly. And I I can say, for example, um, this summer, um, you know, we started a new initiative of affinity spaces. So creating space for incoming students let me identify with different things, and we did four different ones this year. And um, we did one focus on our out-of-state students, we did one focus on our LGBTQ plus, um, one on our racially and ethnically diverse students, and then one for our first-generation students. which Dr. Troy was able to join me in facilitating that conversation. Um, and sometimes it's just one of those things where I was like, "Oh, I get it now," or "Oh, that does make sense," or honestly, it's just like, "Thank you," because I was really embarrassed to ask that question, and you answered it for me, um, which you know, it warms my heart because I'm like, no question is dumb, no question is wrong. And like, it feels as if, um, I know oftentimes when I working with first-gen students, they feel like they may be a little bit behind on something or they may have missed some information that other students got have gotten, but honestly they haven't and they're just asking those questions is really nice to see and hear. And also to, you know, see students connect and understand what it means to be first-gen. But, you know, I was really nervous coming in like my, you know, my family or my um, my guardians have never experienced this before. My siblings haven't. And I was really nervous about coming. But now I've connected and found a community. Um, and, you know, I've reached out to First at VT and that is something that has been important to me. Or I went to a meeting or uh, me and my friends. I wrote my best friends, also first generation. So we can have those discussions together.
0: So Jared, what would... Um... Maybe like something specific uh, that that you guys have done for first generations might be cool to talk about. Like, can you talk about something that you've seen that was successful, um, that first generation students uh, really connected with that you may have done in the past?
2: Yeah, um, I think for our students in particular um, was the affinity space. Um, The affinity space was such a really cool experience and it was the first affinity space we did um, this summer. Um, So we kind of did a a staggered piece. So we had Dr. Troy join us on our Instagram and talk about some questions around being first gen and what resources exist on campus Um, and then having the affinity space. And honestly, we went into that space and, you know, of course, we had some questions prepared. Um, And I asked some of our um, orientation team members that work with us during the summer as student leaders um, to be a part of that that are also first generation.
0: What is the affinity space?
2: So what was the, what is an
0: affinity space? So I mean, is it
2: it an actual space? So we did it virtually this year because obviously because of COVID-19 and, you know, restrictions that were on, we made a Zoom room and we had students sign up when they registered for orientation. So we use a registration system. When students signed up for orientation, um, they got an email saying, you know, thank you for registering for orientation. Here's some additional Um, events or sessions that are going on for our students. Um, There was a blurb that says if you identify with being first generation um, and you want to learn more about what resources exist here for first generation students and begin building your community, um, fill out this survey. So students filled out a survey um, through um, what we call what we use as baseline. Um, So the Sunday before, so the affinity space happened on a Monday, the Sunday before they get an email from me um, with a link to a Zoom room with um, making sure that they, there, it was PATHCORD protected because we want to make sure that, you know, we dodge the Zoom bombers, but also that people know that this is a secure space for them to be in. Um, so we sent that out to them and they would join us. It was between 7 and 8 p.m. on a Monday, um, which feels kind of late, but honestly, our students came out in droves. I'm pretty sure we had right around 25, 30 students that were able to join us on that call, um, which was really great. And honestly, like, I think me and Dr. Troy had some questions, but they ran with it. They, our incoming students had so many questions and they really wanted to talk to the orientation team members and also some of the student leaders that um, Dr. Troy works with. They wanted to ask them questions of like, what is a residence hall? And how do I figure out which room I'm picking? Because at this point, they had just filled out their housing contracts and they're saying like, you know, what does parking look like? Or I'm really confused about my classes. Can you explain what a Pathways is? I saw it in one of my, one of my advisors sent me this information. So I'm really confused about what that is. Can you help me um, navigate that? And for the hour, me and Dr. Ruggies got to sit back and let them really have that discussion together. Cause that's what it was for. I wanted to make sure that, you know, they were engaging with their peers, students that they're just like them, they've had very similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really great to see again just be able to sit back and say like they got it and they have lots of questions and um they'd much rather hear it from their peers than me or Dr. Troy.
1: Right I, I'm, I'm really hoping in the, in the near future that we'll be able to do that um in person because I would love to see how that will pan out doing that in person I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think this is
0: uh once again a reminder that my idea to do a show just devoted to stupid questions is not a bad idea (laughs) questions that you think are stupid but aren't that's that's how we should say it yeah but if we call it stupid questions like i I think people would really notice that like oh that just means alex is going to ask all the questions (laughs) (laughs) so yeah dr troy was talking about moving forward right like all of us want to do that like all of us want to get out of like masking covid like we want to we want to to be in regular world space again. So um, can you talk about like if, if you could wave a wand, uh, what that would look like? Like we have no idea, of course, when that's going to happen, but like what that could look like in person um, if you're programming it.
2: Yeah, that's an awesome question. I, I have to close my eyes to think about it so I can like see and envision it fully. You know, I I, I envision it in a, in a few ways, right? So the the thought of affinity spaces came up before we were even doing before we knew we had to move remote or uh, being doing a virtual orientation experience this summer um and in that when i was brainstorming um, with my director and we were talking about um you know what could this look like we want to make sure that we're creating these spaces and um it, it would look in in my mind it would look very similar to on like a day two of orientation um, or on a, or a time um, before at, like after the orientation session is ended in some way um, at the end of you know at the end of the day to be able to create we go into a room whether it be in squires or somewhere else on campus um, and maybe there's snacks like there's snacks in the corner and it is a time for just to talk to each other in a space and really network with each other and then pulling it back in and doing some kind of program or agenda and not so structured, but really something of, you know, having a panel of our first-generation students that are there and be like, ask what questions do you have for them um, that you want them, you know, to have conversations with, Um, creating small groups so, I come from the orientation transition world so my brain is always thinking about how do I make it a small group and facilitate that conversation. Um, So breaking out into small groups and saying these are a list of questions that we want you all to talk about. You can talk about like what was your first year like coming into Virginia Tech as a first-generation student? Um, What's it like to go home? Um, What is it like to go back home and have discussions with your family? Um, Because I know Um, working with first-generation students, I also know that there there can sometimes be this sense of uh, guilt. Yeah, guilt. There's a familial guilt there. There's a guilt, guilt? yeah. Like to leave, to leave your hometown, because a lot of, and I think about a lot of 1st generations are coming from smaller towns, or um, to leave that space and to go to college, and then you're with different people. You're learning about different experiences and thoughts and you're exploring fully getting to decide who you are and then to go home yes and engage with people and be like oh this is not what I left this is not where my brain is um, I know a lot of students it's very interesting they've talked to me about food and how you know how interesting that is when you go home and your family's like we're gonna make this and this and you're like mm, I don't want that anymore <laughs> they're like what because then then there's a conversation of like, oh, so now you're better than.
1: Right. You've been that great you got D2 food.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Now you got a little too good <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> you need to come back. Like let's not forget where you came from. Then there's those discussions, right? Um, and there's also that experience of not just working with your family, but like what happens with those friends that maybe didn't go off to college or they stay in the hometown. Right. And you're with them. That's those are very different conversations now because you've now you're becoming fully realized we hope when you come to an institution and now you're engaging with people that four months ago you were like best friends doing all these things well your mindset has changed your thoughts have changed things that you find interesting are different um and that's really hard um so really just again going back to like creating the physical space if possible is to allow those to happen and we can create some questions um, but I also want some authenticity of like engaging with other people, having that discussion. Because what we want to do, at least my goal, is I want to normalize what it means to be first generation and that it's not something that's taboo and there's not a deficit mind attached to it. That this is normal. There are plenty of other students here that identify with that. And if you want to, this can be your community. This could be your people. These could be the people that you really vibe and hang out with. And they may not be, and that's okay, but knowing that there's a group of people that just get it, that if you bring up a topic, they're like, yeah, I've done that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Or, ooh, I had that same question. How did you navigate that um, with each other?
0: That's great. I, you know, I was just thinking, um, you said going back home and talking to your family. Um, I'm, I'm a first generation student myself. I remember uh, I went home for Christmas one, one year and I called my parents like that concrete slab on the front of my parents' house. I called it a stoop and my aunt looked at me and said, it's called a porch. Have you forgotten where you come from? I'm like,
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So yeah, I, I that seems like a very minor thing compared to maybe uh, the journey other people go on. But that's, that's what I have to contribute. The stoop versus porch uh, scandal of Christmas, whatever year that was.
2: <laughs> but no, the thing is that like, it seems like that's so small, but that's huge. Yeah. Like, because for you, like you had that experience and we, you know, we can laugh about it now, but I'm sure like in that moment it was like, oh snap. Like, right. I, 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 ooh, I like said something that like, now they're frustrated about something and you're like what did I do like that's what it's called though yeah
1: right I'm like either one of them I I like to sit on either one (laughs) (laughs) honestly
0: (laughs) yeah I I wouldn't know the difference between them I I don't know if there is one maybe maybe we should have like a special segment stoop versus (laughs) (laughs) right So we're at about the halfway mark now. Um, At the halfway mark, we like to ask a trivia question, which we will come back later and answer. So today's trivia question is name the first generation student. So I have four people on this list and you have to tell me and don't answer out loud because both of you probably know, uh, which one of these is a first generation student? So is it CEO of Starbucks, Howard Schultz? Is it Charmaine Troy, Program Director for First-Generation Student Support? Is it Olympic figure skater, Michelle Kwan? Or is it Jared Logan, Assistant Director for Special Populations? And as a bonus question, if you can prove that Michelle Kwan is the same person as Charmaine Troy, I will um, have a cash prize.
1: I'm not making Michelle Kwan money from that.
0: All right, so we'll come back later with the answer to that question, which one of those people is a first-generation student? Um, but, Jared, um, in this sort of the second half of this program, we like to sort of shift our focus and talk to parents. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, and, and I believe this, like, since I have parents and since I am a first-generation student, um, like, sometimes just uh, the, the parents feeling like they, they know what's going on with this experience they may not have, is sometimes the biggest part of the difficulty in that relationship, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. So can you talk about a time that you may have spoken to some parents or maybe even like a, a uh, an ongoing relationship you may have had with parents throughout the year and and how those discussions went?
2: Yeah, um, great question. So I can, I'll tap into some of the programming that Student Family Programs does. So um, the other half of our title is Family Programs, right? Um, so I, I know that um, so I am now a year and a half in my role, though it feels like it has been eight years, um, but it's only really been a year and a half. Um, my first fall, um, during Fall Family Weekend, which is something that we do put on both in the fall, um, usually around September, October, um, and then we do uh, a, a family weekend in the spring as well, um, I had the opportunity um, to create um, a first-generation brunch, which Dr. Troy was also present and spoke at, um, and in that space, um, to talk to, because, again, for families and their students, but to talk directly to families, it, you know, they, some of the questions they got, they're like, how do I have conversations with my student? Like, if I don't understand what they're saying, or, you know, I, you know, I want to support them, but I just don't understand. Um, I, you know, I'd like to know more about, like, what process they're going through, but I don't know where to find that. So, you know, the answers to that and the answer that I gave them was, you know, being a first generation family member is about listening. And it's really centered on listening. You have to listen to your student. Let them tell you what their experience is because, you know, me and them saying, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. You don't have to say anything. You can let your student talk to you and they'll tell you what's going on. They'll say, you know, Ooh, like I was in this class and the professor, you know, was talking about this theory and I didn't understand what it was and that was really frustrating. You may not understand that they're struggling with the theory, but you most people can tap into a time when someone's explaining something to you and you didn't understand what it was, or you know, they're like, I'm struggling to make sure that you know, I'm able to get up to go to class, that I'm eating on time, that I'm working out when I want to, uh, and that I make sure I'm going to bed. Well, family members may be like, well, I don't even know what your schedule looks like, but they can think about and say time management. Like, how do I manage time? How do I explain to my, my student what it means to manage time? So, you know, being in college, and it is a very different world, and it is navigating a journey that is very difficult and different for first-generation students and their families. But if you ask the questions of your student, they can explain that to you and or utilize the institution. Um, A big part of, again, what we do in our office is working with our families we have family programming we We can come up with different things this past fall family weekend, me and Dr. Troy did a whole presentation on decoding the college campus and decoding what it means to be a first generation student. What is your student experiencing? What is the timeline that your student is going through um, to help understand, but also very similar to how I was talking about with affinity spaces, families can rely on each other. Um, a really cool um, and awesome um, platform that we are we work with is called the Hokie Family Hub, and it is new to us. And we always encourage our families to fill out their profile um, because within the Hokie Family Hub, you know, families have the opportunity to go in and be a part of communities. So, um, very similar to kind of how you're in groups in Facebook, and you get different posts here and there. Um, within the Hokie Family Hub. Um, Families can go in and say, okay, I am a, my student's a first-year student, Um, we are a family of color, so my student is an African-American male or female or, um, or trans or by by any student, uh, but also we're first generation. So you can click on that, and what the Hokie Family Hub does is it pulls information from Virginia Tech, the Virginia Tech News, other, um, news sources and gives information to families. Um, so, for example, anytime Dr. Troy does something amazing, which is all the time, so it's always full, I promise, Hokey Family Hub is awesome. just doctor- awesome. all over the screen. Um, but especially if you're part of the first generation one, you would see that, you know, that there's an, an LLC that's coming up this fall for first generation students. That was on the Hokie Family Hub, and it told families, hey, is your student interested in this? Yes then they will connect with that and they can apply to be a part of it. Um, you know, that's part of it, is to make sure that we're connecting, not just students, but also their families to the resources that exist. Um, and another part of my job outside of working with underrepresented, under, underrepresented, underserved students and special populations is working with their families too, because they're going through their own transition. Um, whether they are first-generation, whether they're a transfer family an international family, Um, a family member that has a student that is LGBTQ that's part of my role is to create that programming to make sure that they're educated and they have the knowledge to understand what's happening at the institution, um, but also to help them transition. Um, Because, you know, think about, many of our families may be, end up empty nesting at this point. They may be saying their only student, their only child off to college. So what does it look like to come home and not know what to do and how to engage your student? Um, which is really awesome with our family programs that we have the opportunity to um, engage with families and to educate them on their transition but also on their students.
1: That is amazing. Uh, the Hokie Family Hub, is that an app?
2: So it is a website actually. Okay. So if you were to go to the um, New Student Family Programs website on Virginia Tech and you'll click on Family Programs, when you click on that page it'll take you to our family um, our family programming webpage, um, and you can click on it, and right there is a link, and you complete your profile. Um, um, if I'm correct, and I, I just talked to our associate director um, for family programs earlier today, there are close to 44,000 families that are currently in the Hokie Family Hub, so it is there. Um, we, awesome. are, Yeah, we are so proud of this, and that we are so excited to continue to see where it goes, and something else we're doing for families that is really new. Um, So it's really nice that, you know, I'm currently on, you know, with you all on a podcast because we're also making our own podcast. Um, It is called Hokie Track Chats. It's
0: hard to say. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I was like, like, y'all, track and chats. Like there's a, we have to, (laughs) we have to navigate that language. (laughs) But yes, Hokie Track Chats. Um, So we will be, to putting those on all streaming platforms really soon, so just make sure you're staying in the loop. Um, follow our social media; that's where we'll post a lot of these things, and you'll know. Um, but I know, for example, the first one is with our director, uh, Lisette Rabietto. So she's going to be talking about what is our office, what do we do, um, and really how do we serve families. And we'll continue, and we're going to continue to talk to other campus partners about what, how they can support families, what families can do to support their students. Um, so yes we'll make sure we're talking to other families um, and other sorry other departments um, throughout that um, podcast series as well
0: It's exciting we, we should have like a rivalry or something you know <laughs> like we'll start trash talking you guys like oh don't listen to that i can't even say track chat you
2: know we and the thing is we would be like you know what we disagree but that's really nice of you to talk about us on your podcast <laughs> There is no bad listen, publicity. That's publicity for us. And I <laughs> you talked about the hokey track chats and we're like, yes, that means, because now people are going to go listen to us. This is a marketing strategy that we should just use. Oh man, now. I
0: failed. I failed in my, in the early stages of our rivalry. <laughs> I was the best player on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, something that, that sort of, simmered in my mind as as you were talking about supporting families and like like the food discussion the porch versus stoop discussion all of that um and and maybe this is something in our mind that we believe but we never like overtly say it um is that like experience is valuable even if it's not college experience you know Mm -hmm. so um and, and and i think maybe that might be the struggle that some parents have uh, because I mean, I know that my parents uh, we didn 't talk like how 's college going? you know we just had the same conversations pretty much that we had had all along mm-hmm. when uh, when when I would talk to them during college, but like I, I hope parents don 't think that um, you know we 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 give their students this tag of first generation to indicate that their parents didn 't go to college. I hope parents don 't think that that is because we want to identify them as like having like a, a lesser perspective or a less valuable perspective than people who don't fall into that category because that is absolutely not how we or anybody at Virginia Tech that I have ever met feels so and I guess what I would want parents to know like if I were going to sum that up for them is that you may not have gone to college but like your life experience is still valuable to your student so don't feel like you have to withhold that from them, just because they're having a new experience, like I, I hope parents uh, or you know families that, that you're living with during college, that they see that there is value in their perspective, even if their perspective is not college, and that um, just because a student is having a, a, an experience that they've never had does not mean that the life experiences of that parent are completely thrown out just because it didn't involve college, like all of those things can come together and it can create conversations I think within families that couldn't have happened otherwise because each side is bringing something to the table that was unique and um, enriches both sides, hopefully.
2: Yeah, I, I, was, I was gonna add, I think, I, 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 one of the main things I, like, I wanna make sure I do in my role, particularly with first-generation students and their families, to get out of this deficit mindset and not think that this is a bad thing because honestly how how I've always viewed working with first-generation students um, is they are creating a new path for their family and that is so cool and that should be celebrated and that's what we want to do like that is that's why Dr. Troy's position exists that's why that's part of my role is that We wanna celebrate our first-generation students and their families because that's huge. It is huge to break a pattern where you felt like, you, you know, your family didn't go to college and that's okay. They, again, like Alex was saying, there's a lot of experience that families can still pass along, but also when your student has finished college, like they have now changed the life of the people after them, whether it be their own family they create it could be younger cousins, it could be siblings. Um, I know I have, I have friends that, you know, they went off to college and that ignited their family to go to college. So then their parent went to college after them because they saw their student can do it and their student was able to support their family member going through that. Um, there's never to let you go back to college, obviously. So like, you know, it, it is huge and it really can create some ripples um, as long as we're celebrating and supporting those
1: things.
0: Yeah, I like that perspective that it is a family experience, even the
1: student going to college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jared, could you talk about the uh, the app that um, NFSP has?
2: Yeah, so you're thinking about the Hokies on Track app. Yes. Um, so the Hokies on Track app is um, powered through guidebook, um, so it's very similar to really any other guide you would see, and we use that for a lot of things. So. Um, Primarily, you will see us use it for orientation. So for our, um, we do four really different types of orientation. So we do first year orientation, our transfer orientation, our international orientation, and there's always a family orientation or family program tied to each of those orientation um, programs. Um, And that is where our schedule for that lives. Um, So for orientation lives. Um, Also within there, um, we also promote our welcome week programming. So our office really gets to do um, really three huge parts. So our orientation programming, our welcome week programming, and our family programming. So welcome week programming is usually your post-orientation experiences. So we do one in the fall. So the first week or two of classes is welcome week. Um, There's different events. we bring people onto campus. This year we did a lot of virtual programming. We do some grab and goes. Um, so we're handing out different items for students to get involved and do with each other. Um, we often do that in the spring. So we'll have one called Winter Welcome Week coming up in January, which we're always excited about and are continuing to plan during this time. Um, so that was on there. Um, that's where the family weekend schedule will go. But outside of scheduling, there's also different resources that exist there as well. So we um, work with different campus partners um, to figure out what information families and students need to know when we put it on the website. So linked links it's on the app, I'm sorry. So we link it to um, different campus resources websites. Uh, that's where you can meet our team. Um, we put our student team on there um, so you get to know our students. Your students can go in and look and see um, you know, oh, this is my orientation team member, or this is my international orientation team member. Um, gives you a map of campus. It really is an all culminating transition <laughs> app um, that y- we highly recommend that people download. Um, we, we, um, we work with admissions, so as soon as folks have been admitted, we tell them download the Hokies on Track app because you're going to need it because you're going to have to come to orientation in some form or fashion. Um, So download it so that you can begin seeing those things and it'll help you answer, ask questions when you get to campus or when you have your virtual experiences.
1: Yes, I love that app. Um, when I first started last year and your welcome week was on there and I just, you know, kept saving the stuff that I wanted to do. I was like, oh, this is great, you know, because I wanted to check out your, your program. So yeah, I would go in and and save it and, you know, it always alert me when, you know, the programs were happening and then the map, oh my goodness, because I did not know my way around campus when I first started. That map was (laughs) a big help for me. Like I would just put in the building I was looking for, and it'll kind of show me a map. So oh. I would, try, you know, find some some buildings that I would see, and I would make sure I go into the direction of those buildings to get to um, where it says on the map I need to go. So that's yeah. awesome. All
0: right. Well, we are out of time. We uh, are super glad to have had Jared Logan with us today, and of course, as always, Dr. Charmaine Troy, the brains of the operation, and myself, the mouth of the operation. So we want to <laughs> uh, we want to go back and revisit our trivia question from earlier. I feel like I'm becoming predictable on these trivia questions, but I just can't help myself. So um, the the question was: Which of these people from the list are a first generation student? CEO of Starbucks, Howard Schultz, Charmaine Troy, illustrious program director for first-generation student support, Olympic figure skater Michelle Kwan, or Jared Logan, who we have hosted on the program today. So you out there in podcast land uh, who have listened to us more than once probably already know that I do this when I do questions of this sort. But of course, all of those people are first-generation students, all CEOs of Starbucks, both the people on the show with me today and Figure skater Michelle Kwan. I would say it was a trick question, but if you've listened to the other show that I did, this it's no longer a trick, but still fun, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I tried to keep it fresh. I tried not to like say like in my experience as a first generation student, I wanted to keep some mystery tied to your trivia question.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I also want to. I want people to uh, feel like that they can get the answers. So I like to just phone it in, phone it straight in. That's why our podcast is better than yours. Oh, stop. Oh, gotcha.
2: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: just kidding you should totally listen to hokey back what's it called track wax stick stacks back Big Mac. Track chat. Track
1: chat, i can't wait to hear your podcast
0: oh uh, it's going to become a rap battle
1: like thing you know oh, podcast battle. no
2: listen i'm we... not
1: equipped for all this great part. resources <laughs>
2: And we're excited. We, we, you know, we got the okay to make a podcast and we were like, so what do we do? Who do we bring on? Like, what's the listing? Do we need to buy equipment? Do we need something <laughs> Like it, it became like a very serious matter on our, and on our professional staff. We we're like, who do you know? Have we called this person? What platform do we use? Like it was a whole, it was like a staff meeting agenda item for us to brainstorm all the things of what is this podcast. It got real serious real fast. So I we wonder were...
0: if we did everything that we should have. You
2: did. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Thank you for joining us for Virginia Tech First Generation Unscripted. Our name is hard to say, too. Uh, and we hope you'll join us next time. Thank you all.
2: Thank you so much.